Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Growing a business brings pressure. Staying compliant and retaining top talent in challenging times. You feel stretched thin. Fortunately, there's Insperity. They put over 35 years of HR service and technology to work, offering my employees competitive benefit options while lightening my HR load. Engaged people empowered to be their best means overcoming obstacles. With Insperity, nothing seems impossible. Insperity, HR that makes a difference. Hello and welcome to this gameplay focused pod. We're going to be talking about taking advantage of the fullbacks at centre back, actually scoring from crosses, the jockey getting the most from target men, and Ian Sterling's Silver Weekend League Challenge. I'm your host, Ben, and you'll hear all that and much more on this week's Foot Weekly podcast out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Patreon. And brought to you by Foot Weekly's community of supporters. Hello and welcome to week 28 of the Foot Weekly podcast. And we have with us a selection of gameplay experts and also Ian Sterling. Hello, Ian. <laughs> yeah. How are we? That is, the, that is the introduction I've come to know and love on this podcast. <laughs> Trading experts, Andy and Sterling. <laughs> Talented FIFA players, Andy and Sterling. And I, I wouldn't want it any other way. Well, we, we always like to be honest, at least. Yeah. Ian, I mean, for people who don't know, most people will. I always put you down as TV's Ian Sterling, but the people th- things might know, uh, Love Island and uh, also Taskmaster, which has become very popular as well more recently. Yeah. And doing your own show, you've just been doing recently. Yeah, um, I've got a, out. I've just written a sitcom. Yeah, which is about someone in their mid-twenties. Two things. It was about my life back in the day and also um, the fact I play someone in their sort of like late mid to late twenties just shows you how long it takes to get a sitcom mm. made. Because you have now, of course, as of two weeks ago, become a father. You can join the growing ranks of foot dads out there, many of whom listen to this pod. Heck yeah. yeah. If you're a foot dad, I feel your pain. (laughs) Um, But yeah, congratulations from everyone around the Foot Weekly community. I'm sure they'd want me to say that. So yeah, great stuff. Anyone anyone that's requested to not say well done to me, that is (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Although in saying that, if you've you've ever been on Twitter, it's a pretty aggressive place. There is a couple of people. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah there will be and actually talking of foot dads we have with us japes uh, japes fifa foot legend and regular on the pod welcome back japes 
Uh, happy to be back on. Talk some dad formational <laughs> tactics, custom yeah, tactics yeah. here to get through weekend league uh, as a new father. I, I honestly think there'll be a lot of listeners who'd be interested in that. So maybe that's a future special uh, in the works. We'll see. Um, we also have with us, as again, we quite often do, Rich Buckley, an esports commentator, FIFA E World Cup final commentator. Hello. Thank you very much for having me back, uh, Ben. I'm not a foot dad at least i hope not and uh yeah look forward to getting involved with uh with all things fifa ultimate team gameplay the pubs yeah, are back yeah. up and again mate so the the dream's back on yeah <laughs> certainly our uk guests i'm very grateful for coming along because uh <laughs> you could be out there enjoying a the pub so uh we also have actually making his debut on the pod uh, neil guides hello neil hi thank you for having me on yeah it's great to have you and uh neil for those who don't know produces a lot of great gameplay tutorial content uh, formation and tactics guides on youtube which people may well have heard of and uh, of course does coaching and various other things of that sort uh, so we're looking forward to his insights we're going to start off talking about something that ian did over the weekend it wasn't changing nappies or diapers it was in fact a silver weekend league ian do you want to tell us a bit about how that came about well, basically, I didn't think I was going to fully commit to Weekend League this weekend, but I still wanted to have the option there. So I thought I'll play with a silver team. And that way, if it inevitably goes wrong, at least I can, you know, I, I'm, I'm not as invested and it doesn't really bother me mm. as much. And then I sort of played a couple of games and it, it started to go quite well. So then I was sort of dragged into this like, week of taking the whole thing incredibly seriously i think i even messaged you and then you sent me a new setup for a formation which i followed to the letter you'll be glad to know yeah it looked good and i think the key thing i did was you're probably going to sub someone off at the start anyway and just put in that brazilian silver goalkeeper who plays for adiemi's team uh, so you could get the silver stars adiemi up front on chem which i think is probably going to make have made quite a big difference you didn't have wamangatuka but you did have the foot birthday brazilian silvers who are obviously key you did, though, make a bit of an exception, which does make sense when you consider the calibre of striker that you come up against in weekend league, right? I used um, Inform Pope in goals just because I felt like oh weekend league's this hard. And then, come on. <laughs> and wait till, you th wait till you hear about my one depth drop back. But anyway, I used <laughs> Nick Pope in goal and um, um, Chowdhury, I, I upgraded him to the um, the 87 rated objective card just because I'd yeah. unlocked him and I thought he's, I was only playing weekly for a laugh but I did use the silver Chowdhury for the first five games mm. and then I upgraded him yeah it's one of those things like I think obviously one of the reasons why I was thinking it'd be fun to talk about this is because it'd be nice especially as you know weekend league is less important certainly and then team of the season people really get on it for the weekend league rewards around team of the season time it's a really good time to be messing about in weekend league if you're playing it and want to take it a bit less seriously or even in rivals you know maybe this weekend i think i might try it myself build your best silver team and take it into weekend league use a goalkeeper maybe don't push the uh, boundaries so far as to uh put a, an 87 rated midfielder in there but um you know fair enough and and actually his stats that chowdhury stats are not that much better than a lot of the uh silver birthday players are they i know you use that that Dalbert, who's crazy good. <laughs> I was just saying to you guys in the break, Dalbert with a dead eye on him is a 90 rated left yeah. winger, according to Fabian. 90 rated Cam. So like mad. his stats are just mad. I mean, like with a dead eye, shooting stats, he's got 99 shot power, 99 attack positioning, yeah. 81 finishing, 88 long shots. He's banging them. It's funny because in the content pod we just recorded, Rich, you were giving a shout out to that Wallace, the... Uh, yes, 
the uh, 74 rated Brazilian Udinese uh, defence midfielder. And yeah, he as well is just a, a monster of a player. And I've got, I had him coming off the bench for um, the mm. goalkeeper. It was Carlos Miguel was the goalkeeper I was using. So I immediately subbed him off. So I can't remember exactly what players get chem wise off the bench, but he was, that Wallace card was brilliant for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. No, he's even even off the straight off the bench. Yeah, any other recommendations player wise that you found uh, effective? Uh, yeah, I imagine that Samir was good in midfield because he's uh, very well rounded. I ended up using him in right back towards the end just because mm. when my when I got into like gold three level, well, I was probably on gold two, gold one form for like a couple of games, and obviously I came up against what D, is it Diata? I'm out the, obviously with a child mm, I'm, I came yeah, up against yeah. him every game like every game and obviously when you've got Wes Morgan and Scott Dan you need someone that can keep up with anyone Yeah. Um, but yeah I used him at right back he was absolutely incredible and then annoyingly all these are silver stars but that Adi, Adiemi it was just yeah. in, honestly in, like honestly incredible like just mm. brilliant so he was really good and then like shock horror just all the Brazilians silver birthday yeah. ones they're just all of them are like next level Marcos on Marcos Andre I played you know what I mean 23 games all in weekend league 19 goals mm. 74 rated silver card he was just yeah it was just the main thing about it is just using guys five star skills using guys that were silver I became so much more aware of the game mechanics like where I aimed my passes I wasn't doing that thing where I gave it to like I don't know like I've had my hula in the middle of the park and sometimes I'm so bad for just holding X and just blasting it forward and 90% of the time it will find the player but you just can't do that when you're using silver so taking an extra touch because you can't obviously just 180 spin and pass it to the guy next to you because they'll just shank it into the middle of the park so just being a lot more deliberate with your um, touches your passing your movement it was loads of fun and then when you come up with a, a team who are rocking like Neymar Mbappe Varane Mendy and then you or you've you're coming you're using you know Klaus mm. seventy two rated silver right mid and you're put, putting them in the goal it's just it's just it was just it just reminded me of using old the the Brazilian silvers and like futs of old for thirteen fourteen and just like having like a laugh yeah yeah and I really really like yeah it. yeah the special Brazilians particularly just really remind me of. Do you remember that inform Micon Liete back in FIFA 12? Yeah. Also known as the wind. If you get that reference, then you're definitely a proper foot OG. But he was something like 2 million coins, I think. And it was a silver inform right wing to striker position change. And it, it was just a, a crazy, crazy card. Five star skills, ridiculously fast. And back then you had this thing where before a lot of the modes you could play, you'd see the opponent's overall rating for midfield attack and defense so having players who were ridiculously good but low rated was a massive massive advantage uh, but yeah slight tangent there Ian very interesting to hear about that I know plenty of people will probably want to try this I'll probably be doing so myself if people want to take on this silver challenge probably using a 75 and above rated keeper though what would you recommend tactically or was there any point I think we touched on it very briefly. The first five games were sort of fine. I think I went four and one or three and two. I can't quite remember exactly. Mm. And then basically, as I went into the sort of like positive ELO, so I was like, I mean, more wins than losses. Mm. Um, and I started coming up against, you know, Ronaldo's, Neymar's, Mbappe's, etc. Yeah. Basically, I had to switch to the one depth drop back <laughs> because I was using Wes Morgan and Scott Dan. And actually... 
although my defenders were obviously weren't getting the through balls, they weren't getting caught out. It didn't feel as like sweaty as I thought it was gonna, and it was didn't affect my enjoyment as much as I thought it was gonna, and especially because a lot of those Brazilian silvers, like a lot of them are like medium medium, so I was sort of worried about getting forward. Even the Jamie, my striker's medium medium, but I, I basically had all my attacking players set to stay forward, and I was still getting up the park and still scoring goals. So like, yeah, I think the one depth drop back, or at least some sort of depth because you are just going to get found out at the back. Unless you're using, is it that St. Just is the one, if you can get a hold of him, he's still got like, is it 85 pace, that um, silver card? But other than that, there's no other centre-back that I don't think, if someone else knows, I'd love to hear from them, that you can use that's got enough pace to keep up with like the proper, proper sweaty attackers you come up against in weekend league. Yeah, it's a tricky one because there is a real lack of special item silvers who have good pace too to go with you know decent defensive stats the ones that have come out have had good defensive stats but not the best pace and i guess you have players like st juiced maybe but not that many actually the base silvers that have good enough pace in defending i don't know whether rich perhaps i know you've been playing with a few silvers recently whether you have any ideas on that it's a great question somewhat unprepared i would probably say the Dutch left back, I think he is called Brenet. Brené. Yeah, yeah. He's seventy-four rated. I think he's got eighty-six pace. He's a fullback. But whenever I've done sort of objectives in the past, he's he's done a job for me at uh, centre back. But I, I just think generally the the silver sort of players that have been released this year via that objectives or the silver stars, he yeah, have done a cracking job with. Like, a lot of these silver players, when you actually look at their in-games, as Ian was saying, are way higher than just a 74-rated player. Like, they, mm. they've got mid-80s stats. Like, realistically, when you actually sort of peel back the the silver, it's almost like they're wearing a mask of the silver 74. Because they're <laughs> yeah. probably like 82, 83-rated players when you actually look at their actual stats and what they can do. And especially with the, the Brasilvers that have come out in foot birthday, they're like... 85, 86 rated esque players. So I think often we we there's a lot of criticism for the content that's released, but the the silver players have been very happy with all year long. Really, the silver star section of the game is one of my my, my has been my most favourite things to play the whole game cycle. Like I've enjoyed it so much. If anything, the the Brazilvers have been great, but it's done that thing that happens in weekend league where now you're coming up against the same teams all the time. Yeah. Mm. Because before it, you were coming up against all sorts of random stuff and people were, and it was really interesting, but it is sort of falling down, coming to the meta again now. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think that the two points I made though on that is it has, and I totally agree, been slightly frustrating because the silver Brazilians are so dominant, but potentially means we're going to see plenty more silver content during team of the season, which would diversify the options yet again and probably create more linkable blocks potentially if they do a couple of players from each league which I think would be great now last week we talked about Japes you playing Hullet up front and uh, taking advantage of less physical centre-backs full-backs and centre-back and I was talking about how they needed to adjust the power curve a bit because there are 
too many underpowered centre-backs relative to the full-backs. And one Chubby Bolton leaning on from that says, what are the panel's thoughts on the full-back meta and are there any specific approaches slash styles that have had success with when exploiting it? And I think uh, certainly Neil and Rich, we haven't heard from on this and it would be good to hear, first of all, from Neil as someone who makes a lot of recommendations around gameplay day-to-day, doing the tutorials that you put out on YouTube, etc. What are your thoughts on the whole centre-back at full-back meta? To be honest, sorry to go a bit of a tangent, but when I was a kid, FIFA 11, um, I couldn't afford, I think it was Koscielny, whoever it was. So I ended up putting Mika Richards in centre-back on 7 cam because mm. I had to get a play, I had to get the job done and I was kind of a built from the front. And I've always used four-backs and I always advise people to use four-backs as opposed to centre-backs. FIFA 19, not so much because obviously it was beach ball 19, as I like to call it, a complete different game. But actually FIFA 20 is when I actually... The first week, um, I actually transferred straight to fullbacks completely. And since FIFA 20 onwards, I told everyone about it. So maybe it was kind of <laughs> indirectly my fault. Maybe people were skeptical about it in the beginning because people were, you know, saying the strength's not there. Um, but I used it for the whole FIFA 20. And then 21, I advised again. But I think after when the pros started doing it and everyone started following in shape, the truth is they've always been more affected than center backs, apart from heading. Because it's not just that on the ball they're better. You know, when you're getting pressed, they've got better agility and balance. They can turn quicker. They've got better passing. You know, you can press faster. If you're losing manually, because obviously teammate contain is basically non-existent. And the original, the re- main reason why I did it was I used to use teammate contain a lot to press at FIFA 19. FIFA 20, the first week, the patch came out where they really reduced the teammate contain so the players don't run to the ball anymore. They just jog. But the benefit of a fast fullback is you can basically switch between them and run very, very quickly. So it's, I don't think it mm. would change because they can't really change it because in that people are playing Neymar in striker, right? A left mid or left wing in striker. It's kind of the same thing moving it in game. Maybe you can argue. Do, do I think that center backs are too slow? In my opinion, I do think they are. I mean, people are going to disagree with me, but I think if a center back is below 80 sprint speed, unless you're like a top, like if you're a top tier player, it's fine because your positioning is correct. For most lower tier players, they make a mistake. They need to recover. And I think that's where the pace really helps them. Also, as a quick aside with that, in terms of real life football, I remember I'd done the FIFA ratings for um, Liverpool at the start of this year's FIFA. Wait. And the two fastest men in the It explains North- a lot. Did you do all the ratings for Liverpool players this year? <laughs> that's why Hendo's 86. And um, no, but I was doing the release and they were saying the two fastest players in the Liverpool squad are Joe Gomez and Virgil van Dijk. Like, yeah, yeah. There seems to be this weird thing in FIFA that centre-backs are slow, when actually a lot of the centre-backs in real-life football are the quickest guys on the pitch. Yeah, yeah, I think you're totally right. I think there is a an underlying issue with the way that pace is given to centre-backs. They're just too slow, and that's the reason why full-backs are so popular. And it's also a, a particular issue at the start of the game when there aren't any special centre-backs with higher pace, and I think as a result, the game suffers from a lack of realism because of that. And it is somewhat compensated by chemistry styles. But that in itself is something that I think is is kind of crazy as well. The fact that a shadow is key on centre-backs when it probably shouldn't be. Uh, but Rich, what are your thoughts on the centre-back fullback thing? I think in regards to the centre-backs, I mean, there's only one out-and-out centre-back, maybe two or three, actually, who I'm happy to use. And, and one of them is, uh, as Ian was talking about Liverpool there, I've got the team here, Virgil, and he's just, he's arguably the best defender in the game for me personally, the way that he can not only catch up, but 
he has the presence and the the sort of strength of a centre back rather than a, a full back or a even I've seen people playing CDMs at, at centre back as well. Literally anything to just get more pace at centre back seems to be what people are using. I'm hoping that team of the season does eradicate some of the issues at fullback at centre back and uh in particular the my love the Barnsley Beckenbauer, John Stones, hopefully comes in and, and can uh cover up um the centre back role, just give him like eighty nine pace and just make him unbelievable. But I think we, we will see centre backs massively boosted in tots to the point where I think it would sort of force people to play centre backs again. Mm. I hope so. Because I, I was just concerned because, you know, you saw Bailly and even although St. Just is obviously really fast, his other stats just weren't quite as good even physically as a lot of fullbacks in the game. So it felt strange, like over football, they, they didn't really do much and I expected them to to remedy this skew towards using fullbacks as centre-back. Um, but yeah, it, we probably will see changes around team season. Uh, James, you got anything to add on that? I know we've talked about it quite extensively now, but... The problem for me is like for... Like Neil did a great job of saying look, you got Neymar playing striker. Like, why should you not have outside backs playing center backs so you can like better match up with that type of player? Like, it's a super good point. And it's great thinking to go along with it. I think for me, the issue with it comes from an EA standpoint where like there's the counterbalance, you're counterbalancing based on the attacker. But if you're the attacker, you know, the way you obviously would want to exploit outside backs that are playing center back is in the air with big strikers. And for the most part, that type of attacking tactic is not as consistently effective as like your super agile players trying to spin around with the left stick uh, to beat somebody. So, you know, I've been obviously using Hullet since I packed him as a striker and just trying to absolutely bully these outside backs and center backs. And it works super well for me. I've scored a ton of goals that way. So, you know, I'm looking forward to I think hopefully seeing more cards like this Jekko card that's been released, more big players that do have a level of agility and dribbling that make them at least somewhat effective on the ball so that you can exploit the weakness that some of these outside backs should have when they're put in the middle of the park. A great point. And on that great point, we will be taking a break. We'll be back in just a moment. In this break, it's a pleasure to tell you about something that always goes down very well with the Foot Weekly listeners, and that is the free beer offered by Beer52. This time, they've got a free crate of eight Belgian craft beers. If you're over 18 and a UK listener, then you can get in on the action. Beer52 is the world's largest beer club with over 175,000 active members. Those members receive a crate of eight craft beers for Ment Magazine and a snack, and you can too, just for the cost of postage, which is $5.95. That case will include beers from one of the foremost Premier League talent and beer producing nations, Belgium. The case will have beers brewed by monks and monasteries and in ultra modern craft breweries. If you'd like to get hold of that, light or dark, you can head over to beer52.com forward slash foot. So that's beer52.com forward slash FUT. A reminder that it's UK 18 plus only and to drink responsibly. Big shout out to Beer52 for providing the beers. And let's get back into the pod. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. 
so you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today, because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. So just to continue the discussion we were having about the weaknesses of playing fullbacks at centre-back and how we might be able to take advantage of that beyond the frustration of this being the way that things seem to work this year. What do we think the ways are that you can take advantage of that? I think that crossing in a target man is certainly something that is possible, but there are other weaknesses, I would say, Neil, that they have. For me, personally speaking, I never crossed the ball. Um, I've never actually crossed the ball and actually scored from a header. Not intentionally, anyway, just the way that I've been playing. But my best way of beating a fullback and centre-back is sometimes they haven't got the best positioning. A lot of these fullbacks haven't got the best work rates either. So the key thing is if you put maybe the two-man striker, you put one of them on target man, but put both of them on stay central. If you can use creative runs or L1 triggers and first-time fake shots, you'll almost beat them every single time unless they're a top-tier defender. That's the way that I do it. Um, so if they're on like a, if they pose, so if you go down the wing, their back line obviously moves back to keep everyone, obviously, so the back line's in shape. Then when you come back to the in, towards the edge of the box, towards the penalty arc, when you're over there, if someone's parking a bus there, that's when fullbacks really are really good because they're fast moving quickly. But if you keep using L1 triggers outside the box and use first-time fake shots, I find that they're very particularly useful for beating players that are also playing defensive and using fullbacks. You can go with the kind of the approach of where you have a tall player. Um, but problem for me is, personally speaking, I don't really rely on crossing too much because just because for me, people may disagree. I think it's just a bit random. Mm. You know, you're you're assuming the ball is going to reach. I mean, you could, of course, can turn to semi, control the power, and therefore you can control how it's going far post, near post. But I find that most of the time it's kind of just random. Whereas I think the first time fake shot is probably my bread and butter for gameplay. It's probably the only skill move that I use in the game, but it's so successful, but not enough people use it. I'm going to quickly add with crossing there. I, I don't spam. I think there's a misnomer about spamming crosses. Like you just get it out wide and you sort of like hit it in and hope, see what happens, right? And you mentioned the creative runs. I almost always play it out wide, like down the down the wing and use the player lock to like you start your run towards the far post, just like you might in real football. And then you go darting back towards the near post and you absolutely ruin these outside backs that just don't seem to track those runs the same way as like a big center back might be able to prevent Hullet from getting around in front of him. He just sort of bullies his way around in front of him. And I get a lot of kind of pretty free headers that way. So like when you think about crosses, I wouldn't just think about it as like spamming square X and and seeing what happens there. I would think about it more as getting the ball out wide and then trying to switch. And, and because of that, I only use the, what is it, like two bars on the get into the box instruction because I only want Hullet generally to be the one that's making a run into the box. It allows me an easier time kind of locking on to him to be able to get in there and cause problems. Yeah, I've seen that a lot on the pro scene as well. I mean, especially, for example, on the counter attack. Um, so you see, if you notice... Like even the driven cross, a lot of the pros now are switching to the center back because they've got fullbacks now. They can recover themselves as opposed to relying on AI for the driven crosses. But I think, yeah, I think you're right. And I think the way you said as well, it's not really spammed. I think obviously I've seen you play as well. You do it very measured. So I think if you if you can do it correctly in the player's position in the correct way, I think it is good. But I'll be honest, I think crossing is probably the best way. I would say the first time fiction. Another way that I found that was quite effective is just doing quick one-twos, um, but passing one-twos, not through ball one-twos. 
I normally do that. And I think mm. that's quite good as well, because generally speaking, people always mess up on the final switch. So if you can have a centimeter join the box, come in late, create a numerical advantage, that's also quite useful as well. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point, actually, especially if they're playing the fullback on seven chem. They've done a really good job of keeping the defensive awareness relatively low on special items. Uh, I think that's a sort of power curve thing, essentially, that they've identified that as being a strong element for improving AI defending, I'd say. So you'll see that on a lot of fullbacks at centre-back, their defensive awareness just won't be that amazing when you compare it to some other players, even the likes of Varane. And that will allow them to be exploited uh, and, and not make interceptions. And I think exactly as Neil has explained very well there. Um, and also they're not as large units, which means that they don't maybe reach the interceptions as well as other players would do. Ian, I was interested to know from you actually, because we haven't spoken much about what your kind of main team has been this year. Have you used any bigger players up front? Have you gone for any units uh, in the final third at all? Firstly, because I was going to jump in and say the, the mm. I had two games when I was using my silver team at Weekend League where I got absolutely annihilated. And it's funny what you say, it was players that were crossing. And I think it was because the defensive awareness of my silver defenders against mm. the attacking awareness of your Mbappes, Neymars, et cetera, et cetera. There was such a discrepancy. Basically, every low driven, the attacker would get in front of my defender and score. So I do think mm. it's, when you take it to like the nth degree, that is um, a very noticeable thing. It's one of those things, again, with FIFA. I packed Mbappe and Neymar, like untradeable really early in on, my, on FIFA this year. So I didn't... Mm massively so in terms of like units i've not really used anyone particularly i i got him on re it's not i mean it's like the nearest thing to it but he's not exactly like a massive unit or anything but now i've yeah. always been using little speedy nimble i just find this sort of close dribbling and agility is just so much more important for what i do than scoring headers i don't even know how to lock onto a player for a cross which i'm gonna have to learn i didn't know that was a thing so i'm gonna have <laughs> yeah, to do yeah. that a couple of people have um, shared clips, actually. Uh, a guy called Jaro in the Discord was uh, sharing a clip of him scoring from player lock crosses. And he was saying that he thinks, and he gets, uh, well, pretty much top 200, was saying that he reckons that the accuracy of player locked crosses is like way it's too better. high. Super, super accurate. Did you find that as well, Jakes? Because you obviously... I mean, yeah, it's well. so much better. This is where it's like... You know, when you when you say like when you just cross it in, it doesn't go where you want it to go. Like you put player mm -hmm. lock on and it puts it ex like no, almost always, you know, even Arian Robin's right foot, often it puts it pretty darn close to where you want it to be. So, so what you're doing is you're pressing the two sticks in and then quickly flicking into the box to find a player who's going to head it in. So yeah. I press the two sticks in and then use the right stick to flick into the box. But because I've gotten the player out wide and generally I only have Hullet making runs into the box, it's really almost always just flicking at once to get to the player that I want. Mm. And then do you play the cross instantly or do you kind of make a run and play it as you do that? Like, yeah, depend, I guess, on the position. But so I talked about how I make I start making the run to the far post. And as soon as I switch the direction to start running to the near post, that's when I play the cross. Because you want your player to realize, or you want the the cross to kind of target, you know, the the new direction that you're making. Mm, okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And it's interesting because I'm not, as Neil said, I suppose, a, a big crosser of the ball. Like, it's just not something I've done over the years. But I've noticed when I have done it, 
if I'm trying to cut in or whatever, it, it makes things easier, doesn't it? Because there's an element of deception that you can't do if you're not going to cross it in. People just don't think you're going to fake a cross, which is a disadvantage. So if you can vary up your game by having that option, then you're going to find it easier to beat a player and cut in uh, if, if you can make them think you're going to cross it. So uh, I might have to do that a bit more. Uh, Rich, have you got anything to add on this before we move on at all, crossing and also just, um, you know, I know you like the player a lot. But, yeah, I don't, uh, don't want to have a bit of an oracle, to be honest with you, Ben, but I, I was talking about the player a lot back in December. <laughs> like, I, I, Not for crossing, to be fair, but you were definitely talking about yeah, the player Yeah, I mean, so. yeah, I saw, I've, I've been watching, obviously, a lot of pros this year. Resende yeah, yeah. has been doing that since back in January, February. The player locked to the back post, CR7, Mm-hmm. Always beating the player at the back post with the uh, he, he typically will do the he'll peel to the back post and then sort of run onto even like the penalty spot area and then do the L1 square lofted cross into the box and it's too far out for the goalkeeper to come and get it. Also, the goalkeeper animation on the player look cross is a little bit sketchy. Um, like mm. the goalkeeper won't always fully commit to it, they'll not always come out. But also, if you are sort of stepping up your game with the player locks, say you do it the first time your opponent reads it, he backs away from you, you press your analogue sticks back in, you take control of the ball carrier again, you make some more yards into the box. So mm. there's, a, there's a lot of ways that you can start to really mix up the player locks and where you want it to go with the player locks, how you want it to use it. I, I just think it's a very useful and underutilised um, element in FIFA 21. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's one of those things where I learnt the player lock quite early and it's been something that I've had in my game sort of most of the year I've been I've used it here and there but um, some players use the the shot cancels for example that's something that I've never brought into my game this year the cancel so mm. it is it's very interesting and it's the, the players at the very very top who have got the cancel who have got the player locks who have got all these different mechanics weaved into one Typically for me, I focus on like one area and I'll just try and master that one area. Yeah, it's a very good point. And actually in an attacking sense, particularly, if you can master that little known technique to give you the edge and maybe get that first goal, it can make such a big difference to every game you play, basically. It reminds me of Japes, your tip about the L1 dribble to sprint, which I know a lot of people have been taking and using themselves because it isn't something you see particularly often but is very effective i wanted to move on to something again we talked about i think it was last week which i think neil you were saying you can potentially build on and that is the idea of using the jockey and how it isn't quite as simple as people may think a lot of people don't know is you can actually control the speed of your run jockey so there's two ways um well there's three ways um the first way is you basically apply the pressure. So imagine like you're, if you're using R2 or RT as your run button, so the more pressure you apply, um, the faster a player will go until it's maxed out. That's one way. The way that I like to do it is a left analog stick. If you just move it just a little bit. So if you've got your controller in your hand, move your left analog stick down a little bit, you probably feel that kind of resistance. Um, you can actually control the speed. So a lot of people, they flick the left analog stick up and down, up and down. But if you hold it in between, let's say instead of going all the way down, just halfway there, you can actually control the speed of the running jockey. And if you have that in combined with the assisted jockey, which I 100% recommend for everyone to put on, um, normally when you go towards your opponent, the game will slow you down automatically. Uh, I think a lot of people, they don't really know that you control the speed of the running jockey. They just kind of hold the running jockey, like LT, RT, L2, R2, and flick the left down on stick. But they don't know you can just incrementally touch or even just tap it or flick it. 
And once you do that, once you master that, your defense will exponentially increase. And that is literally all I use to defend. Apart from if I'm if I'm playing like scrims or trying to actually get better, I'll use like teammate contain a lot of that on a higher level. Um, but for most defensive ability, I'm just using run and jockey the entire time. I think that's one quick tip that I'll suggest that everyone should just try using left hand stick probably variably as opposed to maxing out the flicks. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Because also the other thing that I think I've mentioned on the pod or people have mentioned before is when you're dribbling, doing the same. So you're not moving the analog stick all the way to the edge, just moving it slightly in one direction and then you can get more sensitivity on your movement by doing that and you can turn quicker. I know some people do that. I know some people also use, um, they have the analog sprint off and they use dribbling with the with the sprint button. It's quite rare. I hardly see anyone do it. I normally, my people always ask for my left stick dribbling. I just flick the left analog stick and I almost always, the best tip for that is just to basically avoid where the opponent's going to be. A lot of people think you can just dribble past your opponents. I think the key with dribbling is moving the ball away from your opponent and protecting it and then kind of using deception to get through. Um, that's what I'd say on that. Mm. One thing I want to say briefly as well, quickly, you will find, for example, CR7 um, without an engine will feel very clunky. Um, there's a reason why people always ask, why do I use all these players that are very small, nimble? The shorter player, the better GL team balance. Like you'll find, for example, someone like Nakajima, Go buy him, he's selling 100 coins. Hasn't got the best dribbling stats, but he's got very good agility and balance. Um, left down offset movement, he feels very, very fluid in the ball. That's the biggest game changer. So also the players that I use, not just your movement as well. I thought I'll mention that as well. Yeah, definitely. And then you've also got the body types, which I think have an impact and certain players having different animations to others. The likes of Ronaldo, Neymar, Ronaldinho can all affect that. And I also think that something maybe underrated is the height to weight ratio almost someone like hazard for me has always felt not particularly amazing because he's relatively short but he's also actually relatively heavy for his height and while that might be useful for say defenders defenders i do think that no matter the agility on the player they're never going to feel as nimble and i think the versions of hazard that i've actually liked have been the ones that have boosted strength perhaps to compensate for that or to utilize the weight in the right way anyway it is now time to say our goodbyes although there is of course another podcast the content pod on that i talked to nate the foot accountant about the current market situation there's been a bit of a crash we talk about how things are going to pan out as we look towards team of the season coming a lot sooner than many people thought i think you can get that along with double the amount of bonus podcast content an extra pod every week over on the patreon supporters of the pod are keeping it going and for a small contribution relatively of three pounds a month you can get double the amount of podcast content including that content pod over at bit.ly slash more pod for that and also there's a link the same one in the description of this podcast a huge thank you from me and the rest of the pod community if you should choose to support it means a lot so then that leads us to saying our goodbyes ian really appreciate you turning out for us this week with all that's gone on it's been great to have you back and to get your insight on that silver weekend league thanks for coming no worries man and the listeners can catch the youtube highlights over on your youtube yes. which is ian sterling does youtube is my oh. YouTube name. And then Ian does <laughs> jokes as uh, my Twitch. Nice. And you've been putting stuff out pretty frequently on there, actually, haven't you? I do a stream every Sunday morning and I convert that into a sort of YouTube video yeah. of varying success. It's just a little fun thing that I do. I just enjoy, just a hmm. way to enjoy FIFA that little bit more. So yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a little laugh. If you want to come j join, it'd be great. Yeah, yeah, do that. So catch Ian's streams on Sundays and 
that YouTube as well. And uh, if you're planning the Silver Weekend League Challenge we've been talking about, then uh, yeah, get sharing those squads. Tweet me the teams if you do it. It's honestly the most fun I've had playing FIFA genuinely since Weekend League started. Like that, but remember the first time you qualified for Weekend League? Buzz. Yeah, yeah. 40 games yes. on the, starting on Saturday. Let's do this. So I would love everyone to maybe CC me into your tweets to the fuck, uh, the, 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 the pause. Yeah, I would yeah, love to, definitely. I'd love to, I'd genuinely be interested to see them. Yeah, so it's, yeah, at Ian does jokes with an extra I yes. um, after the A. And then also uh, at Foot Weekly Pod, if you want to share those teams and let us know, obviously, how you get on. Jokes, do we, are you going you gonna to commit to a Silver Weekend League this Go weekend? Go <laughs> <laughs> I've I considered do it, but it, honestly, it. <laughs> since, I've, since I've been playing on Next Gen, like there there's <laughs> everything is a monster team if i'm honest like i i'm not sure how much fun i would have doing that you know and maybe <laughs> maybe do pull it ronaldinho and the boys uh and see how that plays out but yeah considering the quality of some of the silvers i don't know how much easier that would necessarily be but yeah japes anyway it's been a pleasure to have you thank you very much uh, pleasure as always, Ben. And you're going to be streaming again this weekend after having a little break? Yes, streaming again this weekend, twitch.tv slash FIFA, And of course, follow me on Twitter at airjapes. Lovely stuff. And uh, we also had on this podcast, Rich Buckley. Rich, thank you very much. Always great to have you on. Thank you very much for the invite. It's been great company and uh, a great podcast as always. You can find me on social media at rbuckley98 or streaming exclusively on Facebook, fb.gg forward slash rbuckley98. Beautiful. Uh, Silver Weekend League for you as well then? Definitely not. It's catching on. <laughs> and then we've also had Neil. A huge thank you for making your debut. Where can people catch you? Thank you very much for inviting me to the podcast, of course. Enjoyed all your company. Again, all social medias, Neil Guides, N-E-A-L Guides on all socials. Nice. And uh, the YouTube for all your tips as well is the same, right? Neil yes. Oh, yes, Neil Guides as well. Um, all my social medias all Neil Guides together, but just make sure it's E-A, not I-L. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point, actually. And uh, thank you very much to all our guests today. A big thank you to all your listeners out there for listening it's been a pleasure to have you if you enjoyed don't forget to maybe leave it a bit of a review over on apple podcasts or subscribe if you haven't done already and if you're a supporter a huge huge thanks for keeping this podcast going don't forget to catch that content pod and a big thanks to all those icon supporters dave b dj fifa player coach vass hugh j thomas alan g alistair martin m jordan matt l chris w david s liam b Reese A, Harry P, Sam B, Adam G, Neil P, Jake G, Robbie S, Jake S, Zach O, Tom B, Stephen F, Eric T, Christopher R, Jonathan P, Elliot M, Lee A, Paul, Johan P, Dominic, Rob P, Michael, Adam A, Sam P, David C, Brian S, Sila P, Mikael L, Nishant, Dougie, Anthony R, Jeff B, Stephen M, Roger D, at Pace of a Tortoise, Stephen C, Andrew C, Dan W, Pobius, Sporkum, Bronco, Matt H, and Savage P. Plus a special thanks to Luke M, Dave B, Nick V, Hugh J, Tom M, Darren W, and Pato Foot for advice and production assistance. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, 
finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today. Because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Before I leave you though, just one more thing to add. FIFA is a bit like life really. It has its many ups and its many downs. And if you are having a few more downs than ups in real life in these more difficult times, then please don't feel that you're alone or need to struggle on without taking action. If you go to thecalmzone.net, there's loads of resources, advice, and support, or even just a chat available to anyone who needs it. If it sounds like it could help you, then head over to thecalmzone.net. And for now, I'll catch you next time. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today, because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.